You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. Hope you're well wherever you are. The interview subject I have coming up for you is Adam Gontier, who used to be in Three Days Grace, but now he fronts St. Asonia. Now, the reason for the conversation is to promote the album Flawed Design, which is out right now. Check it out on a streaming service of your choice, or of course, if you want to support the band, buy the CD direct from their website, or you'll find it. Hopefully the money gets back to the band anyway. But uh, one thing I want to tell you about this, two things actually. The quality of Adam's audio is absolutely potato. These things happen. He's in a remote part of, uh, or just outside of Toronto there, so obviously in Canada. Um, Sometimes, I wouldn't say it's a connectivity issue, it's just the quality of the recording um, or the call, so therefore the recording. The second thing, I actually do want you to listen to this one with headphones because if you're struggling with any addiction or you've got any issues in your life that, relate to addiction and you're struggling to overcome these demons this is a really good conversation for you to tune into so i appreciate the audio isn't that crash hot but i asked some pretty tough questions of adam about it because i actually uh, have read quite a bit about his issues and his challenges online and he's pretty much an open book about these things and by listening to people in adam's position who have and i should say are successfully managing their issues it might empower you to do the same if you're experiencing something similar. So anyway, here he is. Hey Andy, you're on with Adam. Thanks, mate. Hey Adam, how you going, mate? Hey mate. I'm mate. good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Just uh, it's a Wednesday here. Obviously, it's probably Tuesday night there, I suppose, is it? But um, mate, just dropped the kids off and got some McDonald's, uh, which I don't usually get to be honest, mate. But I felt like I needed it this morning. <laughs> you know how you're one of those mornings, mate. You know, yeah, uh, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereabouts are you at the moment? Uh, I'm at home outside. Uh, I live a couple hours outside of Toronto. So okay, I'm at yeah. home. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's going on eight o'clock PM here. So yep, yep. All right, mate. Look, I'll get stuck into things then. And look, I'm going to congratulate you on crafting this album here, Floor Design, because as Dave Mustaine could probably attest, mate, it's such a dark art to produce music that straddles radio-friendly hard rock and no bullshit heavy metal. It's incredibly difficult, but you've actually done it on this album. Look, that's my take on it, but do you think I'm on point there? Oh, thanks, man. No, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, we just, uh, you know, we just wanted to try to make the best record we could. You know, we took some time to make it. Um, yeah, we focused on it, and uh, yeah, I think we're... Did a fairly good job. He did some uh, co-writing, you know, outside of the band, and uh, I worked with a different producer this time around. So we just wanted to basically uh, evolve somewhat as a band on this this album, and I think we did it. So uh, yeah, we're pretty proud of this one for sure. Hmm. So when when you guys were talking about the type of album that you wanted to craft, you know, did you have a strategy, or did things just kind of evolve when you're in the studio or you're doing pre-production stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, things kind of just evolved um, naturally. We didn't really, I don't think we, we ever really had that conversation of what type of record we want to make. We just, I mean, we started working on these songs uh, in, you know, 2016. We had demos of some of these songs that we had started. So I think from, you know, even back then, we knew what direction we were going in. Uh, but the songs took on, definitely took on a different life after after getting started again on them in the studio, 
with a different producer and some different ears and that sort of thing, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we don't, we didn't really, uh, definitely didn't really try to uh, make a, you know, a certain sounding record. We just naturally did what, what we uh, wanted to do with the, mm-hmm. with the music and we had the like, team um, helping out, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's the other. You talk about the production there. It's a really bloody well crafted album from a production standpoint. You can hear everything that is going on there. So, I mean, obviously that's with intent as well. But who was the production team that you worked with? Um, well, we worked with the uh, the producer's name is Brian Sperber, um, and he's you know he's done a lot of stuff. He did a lot of stuff in the early two thousands, a lot of uh, alternative stuff and. Uh, you know, like Everclear and you know, Feeder and all mm. that, a whole bunch of different stuff. But then, you know, over the last uh, decade or so, he worked on Three Doors Down to Alter Bridge, um, you know, and then he, he did a couple stained records, and he did one of my favorite stained records, probably my favorite stained record, Chapter 5. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so Mike, Mike had worked with him in the past, and, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, we met with him, sat down with him, he had some good ideas, and... Yeah, I was a really nice guy and really talented, so it just worked out. Yeah, mm, yeah, cool, mate. Yeah. Now the uh, there's a couple of collaborators here, but uh, the one probably my favourite cut on the album, I must say, is with Sharon Dinadil from Within Temptation, and I, I reckon she's probably my favourite female vocalist, um, certainly of the modern era, and along with Tatiana from Ginger, I just love listening to her voice. So, ha- how did that collaboration come yeah. come about on Sirens? Because that's a killer cut, man. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those, uh, somebody had the idea. I, I believe Jordan, our manager, actually um, thought that uh, a female uh, voice on the track could be cool. And, I mean, I think we had from an early from early on, early in the process, we thought about having a couple guests on this album. Uh, he, suggested, he suggested a female vocalist. And from there, I mean, yeah, I, I'm... A fan of Within Temptation, I love her voice. So it was one of those things. We had a few uh, people that we wanted to ask, but she was at the top of the list, and yeah, she got back right away and said that she was into it. So we got super lucky that uh, that she was into it, and she sang on it. It turned out really well. And yeah, I mean, the, the original demo of the song, there's there was no, you know, there's no no uh, female vocalist on there. It's just mm-hmm. me singing everything. So it was really really awesome uh, to have. Um, have her on there and it gave the song a completely different vibe and it was really really cool yeah we're really, really happy with that one Mm. And she's also a lovely lady, you know. I had a chat to her for about twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes or so. You know, an interview like what we're doing right now. But you know, I've done so many of these interviews, and she just struck me as someone who was just really pleasant to be around. And is that your your take on things too? When you actually got to work together? Well, you know, um, we were. Uh, I didn't actually have a chance to uh, to work with her in person when when we mm. did this collaboration. Um, our producer Brian flew to, uh, I believe he flew to Denmark and uh, got into a studio there and actually, you know, took the track over there and recorded her and then brought it back. Uh, they were really busy. They were doing, I think they were on tour or, or something like that. So, it, you know, our schedules didn't um, match up. So the, the best we could do was have our producer fly over and record her and then come back. So I didn't have a chance to mm. work with her. Um but yeah, she she is uh, yeah she's a really nice person, and I'm, I'm glad she's on our record. 
Mm. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah. Now, look, I know you've been asked this question probably a hundred or maybe a thousand times, but just for for the benefit of my listeners, you know, you got Mike back from working with Jason Newstead, and hopefully he came back in one piece. <laughs> but um, how how did yourself and Mike actually meet? Uh, well, Mike and I, uh, I mean, we we toured a lot. I mean, I stayed in Three Days Grace toured uh, a whole bunch together. So we knew each other from the road from uh, years ago doing these tours. But mm-hmm. uh, when I left Three Days uh, back in late 2013, shortly after that, Mike called me and asked if I'd uh, be interested in, in singing on uh, some of the stuff that he was working on. He was actually working on a solo record at the time, so... Um, you know, that was a, a long time ago, and we got together just to basically write a song or two, uh, but we, we meshed really well. We worked together really well, so we ended up writing about three or four songs in a pretty short amount of time, and uh, yeah, it, it just turned out to be better than we expected, and we, we decided to stick with it and see if we could mm. actually write a whole album, which we did, and that was the first day of Sony record, and yeah, so we decided, all right, let's make a band. We might as well. So, and yeah, here we are. Two records in now. Yeah. Yeah, good on you, mate. Yeah. Look, the other thing um, I'll bring up, you know, I've admired you from a distance for, for a long time because you you are a fellow who inspires by your actions, you know that. And look, you've you've been very open about some of the challenges you've had in the past going to rehab, the split with your former bandmates and life in general. But you've done so, as far as I can see, without any of the malice that, frankly, you probably could have but so what keeps you grounded and centered well you know um it's always been uh, somewhat of a struggle uh, you know the, the lifestyle of touring and um, meeting new people and uh, you know people always kind of uh wanting to meet you and that sort of thing it, it's definitely hard to stay grounded um hmm. thankfully my uh, my family you know over my son was born two years ago um nice yeah so, I mean, my wife and my, my son and my family, I mean, that's really what, uh, what you know, keeps me grounded and, you know, inspires me all at the same time. So, yeah, it's uh, it's di- it's different now, you know, now being a father and stuff. It's, um, you know, I do this uh, not only for, you know, for myself and all that, you know, I, there's a whole other purpose and the priorities are completely different. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, I've always just uh, tried to surround myself with the right people and, yeah, my wife and some of those those two people they they certainly keep me grounded. Mm, yeah, time. yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> I know the feeling with kids, mate. It's uh, yeah, yeah. They don't they don't care who you are. You're just dad, and you do what I tell you to do, dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, I hope you don't mind me asking this next question, mate. But are you uh, are you sober these days in terms of you don't drink alcohol at all? Yeah, yeah. I'm a hundred percent sober. I uh, I actually. I checked into a rehab center roughly about two years ago, the same time that my son was born. And, mm. uh, yeah, I, I've been sober now, you know, nothing uh, for about two years, over two years now. But, yeah, last uh, to 2017, August of 2017, I uh, checked into treatment. And, uh, yep, been sober since. Mate, there's, there's a lot of people out there that struggle with what I call casual drinking. So they're not alcoholics, but they're people that drink fairly regularly and still function. Um, and you're somebody who is very successfully, you know, managing your demons. It's fair to say, you know, have you have you got? As I say, I hope you don't mind me broaching this subject with you, mate. Because, but I think it's important because, you know, to your point, you, you know, you're a musician. You're out there doing it. I think people do look up to you. But, you know, how how did, how did you do it? 
how did you decide one day that you weren't going to reach for the bottle of Crown Royal or Jack Daniels? Well, I mean, my, uh, you know, my drug choice over the years, I mean, it, it definitely changed, but, you know, when my addiction became full-blown, full I was um, addicted to painkillers, uh, you know, opiates, and mm. also addicted to uh, benzos, like uh, Valium and that sort of thing. Um, but that was, I mean, I, I basically, when I found out that my son was uh, going to be born, it, it, it lit a fire under my ass for sure. I, I knew that for, you know, the past 20, 25 years, I've been just, you know, basically a, a pretty selfish person, just kind of doing whatever I want to do. And it was, there was a point where, yeah, when my wife told me we were having a baby, that, that, that kind of changed everything. And I, I tried my best for, um, the months leading up to uh, him being born, I tried my best to just stop, you know, stop taking pills, stop drinking all that stuff on my own. And I, and about the same time that he was being born, I realized I couldn't do it on my own. So I, I checked in the treatment center uh, and got help, and um, and that did it. But yeah. I mean, I struggled with it for for years up to that point. You know, I'd been in a treatment center. Um, back in 2009 as well mm -hmm. uh, in states over for a little bit, but uh, didn't really take it too seriously because uh, I just didn't have, I, I didn't necessarily have the motivation that I have now. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like I've been given a, a second chance at life, you know, um, mm -hmm. with, uh, with having a son and having this great band that I'm in and, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, I take it really serious. You know, I think everybody, for sure, everybody hears it all the time. And, you know, you got to hit a certain bottom. Um, I, I think I hit my bottom a few times, but uh, a mm -hmm. couple times anyway. But just didn't, yeah, just didn't take it serious enough. And, and that's that's completely changed now. You know, uh, now mm -hmm. I, I'm not doing this just for me, and I'm not uh, not out partying on the road and stuff. That's not what it's about for me anymore. It's about yeah. Yeah, yeah, making good music and having fun doing it, you know. Hmm. How, how do you stave off the, you know, when I say the boredom of touring, effectively you're a professional traveller when you're a musician in, in your status. So how do you stave off the, the boredom? Is it just a case of you read a lot of books or you're, you're looking on the internet and educating yourself that way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not, not necessarily, uh, I don't really tend to read a lot of books. I mean, the, the biggest thing for me, I mean, the days that we play shows are pretty full with, uh, you know, doing sound check and press and heading back to the hotel and back and forth and stuff. But uh, the days off, if we're traveling, I really try nowadays, I'll try to uh, see the city that we're in, you know, see different things. And that was, that was something that I didn't really do in the past. I never really experienced the uh, cities that we were traveling in, um, you know, because I was just more concerned about finding a, a bottom somewhere, you know. <laughs> so mm. nowadays it's, yeah, it's about um, trying to get out and, and actually enjoying and experiencing whatever city I'm in. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So when we talk about cities, man, I know that you've been to Australia a few times, mate. So, do do you have a lot of feedback from Australian fans? Do we reach out to you a lot over social media? Yeah, I mean, on social media, yeah, I try to, um, I try to read as many comments and ask people, you know, where they're from and where where they'd want to see us play, and definitely Australia's up there. And I, yeah, I, I toured there. Um, Years and years ago, Three Days Grace was open for uh, Nickelback, and it was a lot of fun. So, we're, you know, the plan is in 2020 here to get, you know, to get over there and 
tour as much as we can. And if we can get to Australia, it's going to be, uh, going to be amazing. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, mate. That's uh, yeah. Thanks very much for the conversation. Actually, yeah, I appreciate that. Sometimes these questions aren't the easiest to answer because I'm asking about your personal life there. But look, I've got you know there are so many people that listen to this because uh, I have a po- host a podcast series, man, as well. And uh, you know, it's life sucks yeah. a lot of the time, man. And and I think just hearing somebody that's Absolutely. in a prominent position like you are, man, and that that hasn't had a you have had it pretty goddamn far from easy, it's fair to say, man, but you've you found a way to make it work and you found a way to value what you're doing with your life. And I think so many people, they just, they lack that courage, I think, to be brave and actually, you know, put down the drink or put away the pills or whatever it might be and just lead their best life and really become the person right. that God has put them on this planet to do or whatever the divine source energy is that's put them on this planet to do. And it's it's tough, man. I think you know, with the internet yeah. these days, we're so apparently it's we've never lived in a more peaceful time in history than right now. But if you read the internet and the stories on there, there's so much catastrophization, and there's such so much out there that pull people away from their true path, if you like. And and I think you're an inspiration in that regard, man, because you've been very open about it. And I know it's I know it's I'm a musician myself, man. It's tough whenever I play not to want to have a beer every set. You know what I mean? It's it's very difficult. Oh to, yeah. To, yeah. To, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's difficult, man. So I just I appreciate your candor and frankness, mate. I really do. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, yeah, if I can, you know, it's yeah, if I can reach a few people and just help, any, you know, the you know the odd time get get people that have mentioned they're in the same situation, you know, and they and music or whatever, help them a little bit. If that, you know, that's uh, that's more than I could ever ask for playing music to, you know, and then if I can. Yeah, just inspire a couple of people or whatever. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, no, I appreciate it very much. Hmm. No worries, mate. Well, look, great. Good luck with this album, man. I know it'll go really well for you guys because it's a great album. And uh, man, really hope to see you down here sometime soon as well. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you sooner than later for sure. Fingers crossed on that one. <laughs> no worries, mate. Good luck with it again. Okay, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. No worries, man. All right, catch ya. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. That interview subject was Adam Gontier from The Outfits, St. Sonia, and he used to be in Three Doors Down. Thanks so much for listening.